0: On this episode of the Anthony Bradley Show, I'll be having a conversation with Mr. Jameson Taylor. He is the president of the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity at Clemson University, and in this interview, I'm a little biased uh, because the Phi Alpha chapter is the chapter that I pledged when I was at Clemson, and I am delighted to have you join us for this conversation. Welcome back to the Anthony Bradley Show. I am particularly excited about this interview with another stellar, outstanding fraternity president. Why? Because this is my own chapter. And so I have to, there was no way I was going to have a project on fraternities and not have some representation from the Pi Alpha chapter of AFIA. And joining us today is the 2021 president of my chapter, Jameson Taylor at Clemson University, and I am really thrilled and excited to have this conversation today with him. So, Jamison, thank you for being on the show. Glad to have you.
1: Thank you for this opportunity. I'm excited to go with this interview.
0: So, just tell us a little bit about, about where you're from. You're not from South Carolina. I remember that. Where'd you,
1: where'd you grow up? So, I'm originally from Washington, D.C., I came to Clemson after my father took me on a college tour. I just fell in love with the school, felt like I could make an impact. And I guess we'll talk about that later as we go through this interview. And um, currently I'm studying operations management. And after I graduate this May, I'll be working with Amazon in Washington, D.C.
0: And did you look at any other schools? Did you look at other schools in the Maryland, Virginia area?
1: Yeah, I looked at Hampton, I looked at Virginia Tech, UVA, UNC, so all on the East Coast. But I just really loved, like, Clemson.
0: And was what was it in particular about Clemson when you went to visit that you thought, I want to go here, I want to go to the other ones?
1: It was really just a family atmosphere. Just like, okay, like, despite, like, some of the things you might hear about in the South and some of the stigmas and, like, you know, I guess conflict there that there is. I feel like I belonged at Clemson. I feel like I can make a change and impact here on this campus. So I was excited to come here.
0: And when you were in in high school, were you thinking about joining a fraternity? When you were in high school, were you thinking? You know, when I when I go to college, I am definitely joining a fraternity. Was that was that on your mind?
1: Honestly, no. I did love my father. He's a member of our fraternity as well. So I would always see the stuff around the house. I ask him what it is. He said, "When you get old enough, I tell you." And then it wasn't until I actually got on camp and I saw the office, I'm like, "Oh, so that's my dad's fraternity." And then, you know, that's how I got interested.
0: So they didn't try to pressure you when you were in high school, like, "Boy, let me tell you, when you go to when you go to Clemson, you better pledge, afa, you better not pledge."
1: No, no, nah, I really didn't know. I can't. I don't even think I recall knowing anything about like fraternities. just said that my father was a member of one, like all his close friends were in the same fraternity. So that's the the limitation that I knew, but I didn't know, okay, like what Greek life was in college.
0: And you've been in how many years?
1: This is my fifth year.
0: Fifth year in. Uh And how would you compare your friendships, the relationships that you have with the brothers in the fraternity versus the kind of relationships you had in high school? How How would you compare and contrast what it's been like to be in this particular brotherhood versus the friendships you had in high school?
1: I think when like when you think when you make friends from high school, most of the times like you guys are in the same circle. So like I went to the Matthew Catholic, Catholic high school, played on the football team. Like all my friends were pretty much on the football team, those guys I spent the time with. And I had my friends from like, you know, back when I was younger, I spent more time with them than I spent my friends in high school. But when I when I joined the fraternity, it's a more diverse subgroup of like men, diverse brotherhood. So like we all have these commonalities. We all like members of Alpha Phi Alpha. We all like have a brotherly bond, but then also we get a chance to, like, get exposed to different things. So, like, one of my brothers, he might be more interficient, whereas, like, me, I'm from a city. I'm more, like, you know, a city boy I like to go out. So, I think it's just a more more diverse group of, like, men you surround yourself with in a fraternity.
0: So, in the fraternity, you have opportunity to meet some men that you probably wouldn't actually have affinities with because like you said, you're into some things and they're into others. And it's often the case that you don't naturally kind of find each other, especially you coming from DC down to South Carolina, because that's a completely different culture from the bros who live in that part of the country versus Mm -hmm. the the mid-Atlantic region. I mean, that that was one of the things I loved about my Clemson experience was just being around different kinds of people. As I grew up in Atlanta, and we have our own kind of ways in Atlanta. But then when I went up to the upstate of South Carolina, I was around people that, can, that had different backgrounds and experiences, and it really enriched those relationships. And so that, that, those are the kind of things I think that make fraternities in general, but also Greek life at Clemson really, really special. Now, there's a lot of resistance, even in the Black community. There, there's a lot of resistance to thinking about the good that fraternities can do. And whether or not it's good to even be in one. Some people think it's too elitist, it's too separatist. There's this us versus them mentality in, in terms of those who are Greek versus those who were who were not. How would you explain to people why fraternities are good? And particularly why would you explain why why black fraternities are good at schools like like Clemson?
1: I believe that fraternities are good because it gives the members a chance to develop both as an individual as well as like the campus or community to develop. I think one of the beautiful things that fraternities have or the opportunity fraternities have is the sacred campus. When you think of like some of the most notable leaders, particularly within the Black community, a lot of them are members of Greek organizations. You think of Dr. King, you think of Thurgood Marshall, those are both brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha. So when you come here to a campus, you might be one of the brothers in a fraternity might be one of the next civil rights leaders or wanna be the next big activist. And then they have the small be- beginnings from being on the campus and trying to save the campus and make it a better place for all people. I think like not only does the campus, not only does being a part of like save the service aspect, the community aspect of like college life, but also just the social aspect. Like a lot of the social events put on campus, not just parties, but just in general educational events, a lot of times are be like fraternities. And when like the president of the campus wants to meet with like a group of minorities to get some feedback, he's meeting with members of the Divine Nine, these Black greek letter organizations.
0: And so when you are a member of a, a Black Greek life organization, you're automatically in the leadership core on campus.
1: Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, you almost, you looked at like, you are basically one of the big prominent leaders on campus, particularly as it pertains to the Black community. Like when these other organizations, whether it be CUSG, other fraternities, or just campus administration, faculty, and campus leadership, they're coming to you to get your feedback a lot of times. Like there'll be meetings I'll have with President Clement, so I'll be invited to go to dinner mm-hmm. or i with different student affairs leaders. I'll be like one of the first to meet about these leaders about certain issues or if there's a project I'd be asked to be a part of it and
0: get feedback. And for those of my listeners who didn't have the privilege of going to Clemson, I'll just say it like that: weren't lucky enough, weren't blessed enough to be at Clemson. Can you explain the the process from going from that informational meeting to crossing over? How how does one become a member of Alpha Phi Alpha? How does that how does that work?
1: Well, particularly at Clemson, one of the first things you have to do is go to the NPAC orientation, so that way you get a chance to engage with all the organizations and learn about them, because you want to make sure you find a, the right fit for you as a part of the fraternity, if that's something you're interested in. Like You want to be, make sure you're surrounded by a group of men that push you and challenge you, or a group of women that push you and challenge you. Following that, then once you make a decision after doing research, then you attend an interest meeting or informational or awareness seminars, which they call it today where you learn about the application process, the requirements, the criteria, as well as just basic information about the fraternity nationally as a whole, as well as like the chapter. Following that, you go into the portal, you need you um, do the application. So you need a recommender as well as a sponsor from the chapter. They have to write you letters. You also have to take a test too. You have to get a 90% or else you can't, I guess, apply again for a whole another year. Then you submit all your information and documentation, which is, which is within this application. And then once accepted, then you move on to a three-week IMD pre-process membership intake process later on throughout that semester in which you decide to apply. And you just, you study the material with like the brothers in the chapter, and then you get tested at the end of the week, so forth and so forth. And then you'll be initiated once you've passed all the tests with a 90% or above.
0: You mentioned the phrase MPH. What, what, what was that?
1: MPHC, the National Panel and the Council. So that's the governing council of all the divine organizations you find on like, campuses. So they're currently a there ch- eight out of the nine right now. We have Alpha's, of course, a.k.a. Delta's, Omega Psi Phi, Kappa Alpha Psi, Sigma's, SG Rows, and Zeta's.
0: And for my listeners, how would you define what the what the Divine Nine in? Because some, because some of them will have no idea what what that means. What's what's the Divine Nine?
1: It's a group of the intercollegiate Black Greek letter organizations like around the world. So we have nine organizations around the world. We think of like as I mentioned before, like prominent Black leaders and Black culture. Like a lot of them were members of organizations. Currently, the Vice President of the United States is a member of AKA which is the first in a collegiate sorority, black
0: collegiate sorority. It's a group of the original black fraternities and sororities that were founded in the early 20th century as a way to create Mm -hmm. Greek opportunities for our own people. Mm -hmm. Because the rest of the fraternity Greek life system wouldn't let us in. I mean, this was during segregation and it was virtually impossible at that time for us to join these other organizations because of, sort of racial discrimination and segregation issues. And our Greek organizations have particular orientations toward helping our own communities. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just, as you know, a college experience. It's a lifetime of service and uplift to the, to the entirety of the black black community and beyond. Right. I mean, we do, we do lots of things and, and lots of communities as, as well. Now, when you went to that, that first, I think you said awareness meeting or, or that, that informational meeting. So there was a time where at Clemson, you would visit different fraternities in the divine nine. Is that, how, how did that work? Was there like you were in a room and then you got exposed to the alphas and the kappas and the Qs. I mean, how, how, did, how, how,
1: how did that work? So the way the NPHC orientation works here at Clemson is that it's just a they'll have a presentation held by the mphc president. So he'll lead the presentation, then he'll go through each of the organizations. So each, like either the president or a number of representative of the chapter will come, give a brief synopsis of like the chapter here at Clemson, the criteria, how to join, and you know, just some of the aims and mission statement of the organization. And then there'll be a bigger room where it'd be almost like a like a social, like setting where like the different organizations are have tabling, and um, you know have a chance to talk to the brothers of organization, and learn about them, and more like um, social setting, you know, more open session.
0: When you did that part, what was it about Alpha Phi Alpha that made you decide I want to pursue a Greek opportunity with this particular group of men versus the others? What, what was it that stood out to you about about Alpha Phi Alpha?
1: Uh, well, honestly, I really like, I think I did maybe talk to the organizations, but I knew right off the back, like Alpha is one of the things I wanted to do. So it almost wasn't like no question, not because of like the pressure from my father, but just like, like when I was younger, like a lot of lessons he would instill with me were based off of things he learned from Alpha. Like he always used to recite the last two lines of Invictus. and I used to hate it whenever he would use it. Like I was making an excuse and then like mm-hmm. coming to in and me like actually me and the brothers and getting known. And then also become a, a member of the fraternity. I was able to okay, like truly learn like the meaning of like these last like lines of, the, of that of poem.
0: What would you say makes Alpha Phi Alpha distinct from other fraternities and not just the, the divine nine but all the other fraternities on, on the campus? Is there anything that stands out to you?
1: I think I mean, you, particularly you, it's just and- our ambition from the sense that not only were we the first black green organization in the collegiate to be founded. But when you just think about, okay, like leadership, like Alpha is like one of the first to be leaders in most endeavors, if not like all endeavors. Like there's always an Alpha being the first to do this, being the first to do that. I think mean, even now today, the brothers we have in our chapter are always like one of the first or they're either leaders in whatever organization. Like you just continue to see that trend. I think that's makes us distinct from other organizations. we the first to lead.
0: And one of the main slogans and, and mottos in, in the fraternity is is first of all, uh, servants of all, we, we shall transcend all. Anyone who's interested can go to the national website, and that's going to jump out at you first, this vision statement, this motto, uh, first of all, servants of all, we transcend all. What is it about that statement that
1: stands out to you? I guess one of the things that I guess means the most from that model is the servants of all standpoint. Because I was just thinking about during my time as presidency, just like what Alpha meant to me was like being a servant, being providing service, community service to others on campus, or just like the whole greater community. Because I think at the end of the day, that's where our organizations are found upon, and that's why we're here. Like from Alpha, originally started as a social study club, created community where brothers or men of color can like come study together, and now just thinking about the work we do now, I think. Just thinking about my fraternity, one of the things I always want to be able to do and say is, is okay, like, I served. Like, I gave back to the community.
0: What did it look like for you all to live that out at Clemson? Is there anything that comes to mind that, that says that that servants of all? How did you all live that out?
1: Um, um, i, I say keep- probably one of the most, we do it through a variety of different ways. We do mentoring for little children at the Little John Community Center. Um, we've done highway pickups. We've done food kitchens, but I think probably the most um, notable things we did was this past year, where we worked with Alpha Tau Omega, which is another IFC fraternity on campus, to help repair a slave cemetery, and then also support the um, woman who was owning the, who owns the who's um, family owns the slave cemetery as well as the church. Have like fish fries every third Saturday to help raise money for like to pay off the church. So there's a story if you look up Clemson fraternities come together and you'll probably hear about the story we had together. It made national headlines. It made the news. I think why that was so important to me is because I think, like, it knocked out, like, a lot of things when you think about service. Well, for one, it brought unity to our campus because a lot of times you don't see, like, our two different councils work together, IFC and PHC, to be able to come together on that. Then also, when you think about just the work we did in the slave cemetery, you think about how slaves didn't have proper burial rights, and it was just, like, sticks and stones laying there, being able to clean that up and then have like the brothers of ATO kind of get to see that as well as getting national attention on that. And then also support this woman's fundraiser for the church and bring more attention to that so she could pay off the debt on the church. That's
0: an example of adding real value to Clemson because what are you doing? You're saying, Hey, these are not values that we just recite. We actually put these things in, in, into practice, and by doing so, we're going to make the entire community at Clemson a better place. For example, we're going to partner with a traditional predominantly white fraternity and partner on this project together. That's leadership, right? That's showing and building a model of unity and racial reconciliation and partnership that you don't see everywhere, especially across the ACC, the SEC, and among the greek system in the south i mean it's one of the things you you typically do not see and the fact that that you all partner with, with with ato to do that is is really really extraordinary and i think it's a it's a worthy article for people to look up because that's the kind of things that being in alpha phi alpha means that you take you take that kind of dynamic and purposeful leadership to that end because it's consistent with what it means to be in the fraternity in the first place. One of the things that I'm saying about this entire Heroic Masculinity Project is that to be in a fraternity is to be a man who uses his power and his presence and his strength for the benefit of others. And that's service. And that's exactly that's exactly what Alpha Phi Alpha is. And that's exactly what you just described. You all are doing. You're using your gifts and your power and your presence for the benefit of others, which I think is incredibly outstanding. But I'm biased because this is my chapter, right? So, of course, I must say some good things about it. On the national website, there are some objectives, some values that the fraternity has. And I want to ask you about how you all apply those things, particularly at Clemson They read as follows, number one, to stimulate the ambition of its members, two, to prepare them for the greatest usefulness in the causes of humanity, freedom, and dignity of the individual, three, to encourage the highest and noblest form of manhood, four, uh, to aid downtrodden humanity in its efforts to achieve higher social, economic, and intellectual status. So I just want to walk through each, each of these and just sort of get a sense of, of how you all live those out or, or seek to pursue those at Clemson. So the first is to stimulate the ambition of its members. How do you all stimulate each other's ambition on the campus at Clemson?
1: I know for me personally, like as the president of the chapter at the time, one of the things I want to do is empower the brothers in my chapter to be leaders on campus or wherever they see fit. And in particular, I think of two examples, one of which would be well, actually both my neophytes, but one of my um, younger neophytes. He crossed in spring 2021, and he was, a, he was a member of this organization called CODA, which is Council of Diversity Affairs. They work hand-in-hand with student affairs. At the time, it was during election time, so he was concerned about being president. There was no one else running for it or not too many. However, he was, um, I guess, hesitant to do so. He didn't think he had maybe the capabilities at the time or was afraid of, like, the workload. But I wanted to, but I encouraged him to apply for the position, which he ended up getting. He's currently the president right now. Simply for the matter of fact that I think it would be a growing experience for him, just having that leadership opportunity as well. He didn't work with different diverse organizations on campus. because so I think, like, being a leader, having that experience can help you transcend throughout the rest of your life. It's like, regardless of, like, maybe how you perform, It's still a learning experience, and then one of my other one of the other times I stimulated the ambitions of our members was um the current vice president at the time, Gavin Vasquez. We had the student government, the president of student government elect. He wanted to visit our chapter, and he was looking to establish a Greek affairs vice president on his own council. So I recommended in turns that our vice president be a part of it. That way, we have a member of our chapter be in
0: those meeting rooms with student government as they're making big decisions. So, to be in the chapter means that uh, you're going to be encouraged and pushed and exposed to opportunities, not just to serve the chapter, but to serve the entire university. As you are doing that, what's happening? You're forming the kind of skills leadership development opportunities for for personal reflection that set you up to do that kind of stuff when you get out
1: yes and then right. also just thinking from that as you mentioned before when you're talking about saving your college experience that's how these fraternities you know save that cause experience you're having leaders all across campus currently one of our brothers Malik Balagun, he's the elect for the president for student government next year so like we're able to make an impact and make changes on our campus that we want to see to bring the campus together and help like all people.
0: And that's one of the advantages of being in Greek life period is that you start to practice your skills. You start to see what you're good at and you can put that stuff into practice so that when you graduate, leadership isn't new. You know, when you graduate because you've been president, you will have experience with leading men You'll have experience working on on a budget. You're going to have experience organizing events. All these are just sort of developmental experiences that you get to have because you're in a fraternity. That sort of opportunity for growth and development is, is something, I, I believe, fundamentally, that makes being in a fraternity something every man should have in his college portfolio. The second one here is to prepare them for the greatest usefulness in the causes of humanity, freedom, and dignity of the individual. What does that look like for the men in Alpha Phi Alpha at Clemson to put into practice?
1: For me, that meant just educating our members and giving them valuable experiences in life. I think oftentimes, when I thought about my leadership, particularly like as it came to his end, is that I wanted to prepare them to lead. Oftentimes, that means, okay, allowing them to lead themselves and experience things firsthand. I think, you know, one of the greatest teachers in life is failure. So. Instead of, okay, like being all on top of them, and okay, like almost, you know, being a helicopter person all on top of them. It was, okay, like allowing them, okay, take control of this event. And if you miss something or you don't see something and like, okay, it backfires, it's just a learning opportunity for you. At the end of the day, like you mentioned before, this is all just a learning experience to prepare you for later in life. You get to learn, okay, like how does the organization run? Okay, how do you plan an event, lead a project? and project, work with a budget. So just give them that valuable experience so that way they can take that off into the real world and carry that with them.
0: The third one is to encourage the highest and noblest form of manhood. How does that look for you guys to encourage the highest and noblest form of, of being a man?
1: I think when you think about a fraternity standpoint, encouraging the highest and noblest form of manhood means that making sure that the brothers in our chapter carry high, high character or have high character, high standards. So I think this is like the way how you carry yourself as well as like how you want to do business, particularly like when you think about the stigmas around engaging with women. We're not going to have brothers who are inappropriately touching women or disrespecting women in any way, as well as just not just women, but also just other people on campus, respecting our members, respecting our differences. And just being open-minded and always being willing to learn how we can improve. And that just comes with holding each other accountable. Like we have bylaws. And also like when you have that brotherly relationship as our chapter does, we're able to come to each other one-on-one and say, okay, like, hey bro, like that really wasn't cool. Or like, yeah, nah, you shouldn't really do that. And like brothers are not going to necessarily take it personal. Now, obviously like we are young adults or adults and we're all human. So we have challenges. But at the end of the day, I can confidently say that, regardless, if it was just like my line, of brothers, or just the chapter as a whole, where I was able to work our differences for the betterment of ourselves.
0: There's a, a proverb in the Bible that reads, is, is iron sharpens iron? So does one man sharpen another? And the point is that with some heat and some friction and some tension, men are making each other better. And what you just said in terms of having some bylaws, having values, having standards, having accountability. I mean, those are the things that make the brothers better. And those are the things that build the reputation of the fraternity that continues to live out the values that people will expect from what it means to be an AFIA, you hold these other to that standard on purpose, because there is more to being in the fraternity than the chapter. There's a legacy, there's a history that goes all the way back to 1906. And you wanna make sure that every brother is consistent with what it means to be in a Phi a. And if he is not, he will be checked. He will be corrected, but it's not to beat him down. It's to build him up. It's to build him up and make him the best man that, that he can be, a man who is, who is consistent with, with the traditions and the values of what it means to be in the fraternity. And the fact that you'll have, as you mentioned, that brotherly relationship and connection where you can confront somebody without them taking it personally is really the best context for humility to do its work. And for you men to be able to have those relationships put you guys ahead of everybody else. Because most men don't have people with whom they have the kinds of relationships where they can can be corrected and given better opportunities to make things wrong that were right and to learn from failure and things like that. So it's it's just really extraordinary what you just mentioned. The last one here is to aid downtrodden humanity in its efforts to achieve higher social, economic, and intellectual status. What does that What does that look like for the men? in the chapter at Clemson? For us,
1: this just comes down to like service and like uplifting our campus. And we do that through a variety of ways. As I mentioned before, just our leadership in different organizations. We have brothers everywhere, all across campus leading in some shape or form or fashion, oftentimes president, but in other ways too, whether it just be, you know, exec board or just a general member. Because when you think about particularly like as an undergraduate chapter, there's still problems that exist on our campus, social justice wise, or whatever you want to say. So it's like when we're members of our chapter here at Clemson, we want to be able to combat these. And they oftentimes, do that via being in these rooms, these people who are making the decisions, organizing protests, however you see fit. And also, just bringing campuses together, uniting the campus, and working with different organizations on campus.
0: And one of the right. distinctions of being in, in black Greek life is that this isn't just an opportunity to practice these things in college. What it means to be in the divine nine, what it means to be in A FIA in particular is that these four objectives are things that you practice when you graduate with other brothers when you get out because there is the undergrad chapter and then there is the grad chapter, there's these alumni chapters and you can graduate from Clemson and move to Greenville, you can move to DC, you can move to Atlanta and you will join a group of brothers who are actively engaged in continuing to do these things in their city. So this is not just a college thing, that's what makes being in black Greek life different. This is the beginning of a lifetime of service so you graduate, you move, you join up with the brothers, and you continue to do these things as an adult with your career, with your family, you continue to do these things. And I think it's just really an extraordinary opportunity for men to begin a journey of putting these things into practice. And they, they can do that in really great ways and really concrete ways, even in college, in the ways that, that you mentioned Make the campus better. Being in AFA, being in Greek life adds value. You're adding value to Clemson, which is an opportunity to do something that most students don't get to do. And being in, in these fraternities allows you to have access to making change. And that is something that's a really extraordinary and an important legacy. That was my experience when I was at Clemson as well. Now, fraternities are the sorts of things that a lot of people don't like, and they they think that they create terrible men. I love the fact that you mentioned that you all are really focused on having good reputations, not just with with women, but with everybody, and that you you challenge each other to do that. Why why do you think fraternities continue to get such a, a bad reputation, a bad rap for just being terrible guys, just rambunctious, this sort of unruly, conceited, arrogant. How, why, why, do you, why do you think that that continues to exist?
1: And there's negative stigmas around fraternities, particularly like when you think of like undergraduate college life. Like, and when you think about black fraternities, a lot of people don't realize or from outside of community don't realize, like, as you mentioned before, these are lifetime commitments. Once you become an alpha, you're gonna be an alpha until you go into a mega chapter. So when you think about from that standpoint, I think that that's often overlooked. And then also like the work that we do as fraternities is often overlooked, not just by maybe like the world as a whole, but also maybe like the college community in some standpoint. Like you might get recognized from student affairs, but you don't see the university as a whole publicizing as much as they might publicize the football team winning a game against a sucky team. So I think that's like some of the reason why we had those stigmas. But then also like some of those are true. There is bad. There are some bad chapters, some bad apples, as you might say, that have like issues or have challenges. They need to be held accountable as such. There's no excuse for why they should be doing some of the things that they do, because that isn't a representation of fraternity. That goes completely against what the fraternity stands for. And that can fall in line for a number of things whether the brothers in the chapter don't hold each other accountable. Um, National's isn't holding them accountable, or just the brothers you decide to bring into your chapter. I think also that's one thing to keep in mind too. Like you want to one of our fa- founders, ones you said, is quality, not quantity. We want to bring quality brothers versus quantity. So like it's better to have one good brother versus seven bad brothers. So I think that can also play a role as why we have these stigmas and these issues in Greek life.
0: So to be in Alpha Phi Alpha means that you pre screened that you all are actually looking for men who are quality. Yes. And that's deliberate. It's not an accident, right? And if you're not a quality man, you're not getting in. You might sneak in. That's possible. You might sneak in. But the goal is to invite men who are on the pathway to being excellent and want an opportunity to do that with a group of men and to do that in a way that creates some excellence that is ambitious with like-minded brothers who want to serve their communities, which I think is, is so, so very important. Now, when people, when people hear A Phi A at Clemson, when they hear Alpha Phi Alpha at Clemson as, as president, What image, what words, what ideas did you want people to immediately associate with being in the fraternity? Does anything stand out? It's like when they hear, yep, he's an Alpha Alpha, this means he's like what?
1: I'm thinking about my time as president, how I wanted our legacy to be that time, how I wanted our reputation to be, was that we ran the campus. like We were running it from the standpoint of like service, like we have the most service hours. We have 600 community service hours done. We have leaders across campus fighting for, advocating for like the members of campus, students on campus, like literally like running the campus, being in the rooms there with like, you know, the president of the Clemson University, the vice presidents, we want our brothers to be there, helping make those decisions, or advocating for like the students or representing the students. And then that I guess like we're degrees above the rest. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Mondays, we would have brothers dress up and wear suits to make ourselves more distinguishable and just give the perception that we are about our business. And like we're about the real work. But oftentimes not you might see fraternities or or other organizations that say they do this and that or third, but you don't really see them working. I want our child to be the brothers that okay, like you see us working, you know what we're about. Mm -hmm.
0: So part of that distinction is we are actually not just hanging out on campus, having fun, although we do have fun, but to be a man in Alpha Phi Alpha means that on the campus of Clemson University, you are actually making the university a better place. You are in organizations, you are leading on behalf of others. That's what it means. It's not just social, it's purposeful. Of course, there's fun and there's there's a social aspect, but th- there's more going on. And the goal is also to be visibly representative of a community as leaders, as leaders on the campus. And to be in Alpha Phi Alpha means that you are, you are one of those black men on campus who are investing in improving Clemson. Because Clemson ain't a perfect place, as we both know. There's a lot of work that still needs to be done in making... Clemson, the best university in America, and Alpha Phi Alpha puts men in places and in positions to do just that. And it's really, really, really a great opportunity to, as we said earlier, to practice some of those leadership skills and make a real importance and significance, long-term, maybe even permanent difference in the life of the campus. Now, let's say a freshman walks up to you sees you wearing a suit, knows that you are in Alpha Phi Alpha. And he asks you, he asks you the question, why should I pledge? Why should I be a member of of A 5 A? What's the pitch? What's the, what would you tell him standing in front of some some classroom building?
1: I would tell that young man that if he wants to enhance his college experience, if he wants to grow around like-minded men who have the ambition to be leaders in this world, we want to give back to community who actually want to do the work of providing service and advocacy for our communities and he should be a member of Alpha Phi Alpha particularly here at Clemson where we're a diverse group of men you see us everywhere you oftentimes see us leading and you know I know at least for me for my college experience I wouldn't be the person I am today without the experience I had through Alpha Phi Alpha through the leadership experiences the bonds I've built through the brotherhood, even just outside of fraternity, I met like a lot of my friends just from other brothers that are in fraternity, even before I was in the fraternity. And just seeing like the work we've done for this campus and the surrounding communities and the work we'll continue to do. If you have any ambition aligned with that, you should be a member of our fraternity. What would you say oh, do you do? is
0: the profile of the kind of men that you're looking for? I mean, what kind of man needs to to be open to joining? I mean, what, what are some of the characteristics, the sort of profile, that description of what he needs to already be like in order to consider pledging?
1: I would say that you know, our fraternity is diverse. It's good to have a diverse group of brothers in your chaplain organization because it helps with the innovation, creative like creative projects and impacting the community and also rep- being representative of different kinds of people. But just the general commonalities that we see is that brothers are involved. Like before you become alpha, you're involved. You're a member of different organizations. Having some leadership experience helps It adds to the chapter. Oftentimes when you think about the spirit of fraternity, you want to think that, okay, like, it's not what the fraternity can do for you. But what can you do for us as well? So just having brothers who are You know, have leadership experience helps or just like skills. So maybe, okay, you may not have had an executive position, but you know how to make a flyer. You're sociable. You know how to unite people. Involved with different organizations, regardless of the level. Academics is important as well. Because like a lot of times we see that as just like your college drive as well. So you want to make sure, okay, like you're graduating, like you're doing well in school. I mean, it's okay to have to switch. The reason I'm staying a year younger is because I had to switch, but I was able to uh, kind of like push myself in my academic career, be a member of this organization. Yeah. Just being involved, being cultured and, uh, you know, having a caring about your academics as well.
0: So there's a real sense of ambition that you all are looking for, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you want men who are already somewhat ambitious and they're looking for opportunities to expand that ambition mm-hmm and make the contribution of their life something that matters and is effective and they can see real change. And that that makes everything better, right? I mean, that's what it means to have a group of like-minded brothers in the same room, in the same organization, in the same community who are making each other the best version of themselves because they know that when they do that, they'll live out those values and the fraternity will be a net asset to the university. That's what it sounds like you all are, are doing. Now, when you are in your mid forties and you live in probably back in DC, cause I know how y'all are. You DC <laughs> folk like to go back home there. You're back in the greater DC area. You've got a family, your kids are are, are in the house and they see all this black and gold stuff in your, in your home office and they're asking you Dad, hey, what was it? What was it about being an AFIA that was so important to you? I mean, what 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 are you going to tell them about about the difference that that it made in your life in college? What what do you think you're going to be talking about?
1: I'll be talking about the bonds I've made. I've definitely like like the brothers I've met here are uh, my lifelong friends, are some of my closest friends, and they've been through me during like my hard times as well as like you know the times where I was prosperous. So definitely the bonds, the paternal bonds that I've built, having that support system has been helpful. And they're also um, kind of like the same things that my father kind of learned, like the life lessons that I have instilled through me through just like the uh, things I've learned and experience I had, becoming a member, being a member, whether it be just being a leader of this chapter, dealing with not leading men, the challenges you face. Then there was also just some other things going on in the chapter as well. And as well as just, okay, learning about myself. Like learning, okay, like I'm not really interested in this, but I'm more so interested in this. Like, I think being a member of this fraternity at the time very really helped me go into the person I am today, just mold me into I am in terms of like my values, the characters, my principles, and also just like some of my taste and stuff, being more comfortable with being myself. I hope that my experience in the chapter and done work I've done for this chapter, your service or leadership, left a legacy. ambition as well as like overcoming obstacles as well too and like i guess never counting yourself out so
0: So, it's fair to say that you've seen significant growth in your own life from when you were a freshman coming into clemson to you graduating here in a few months you've seen incredible growth definitely and you've seen incredible development and a lot of that had to do with the fact that you were in a fraternity because yeah. it, it opened you up to things. You exposed to things. You, As we said earlier, you were able to practice some leadership skills and you are much, much better, much more capable man at the end of your college career than you were when you started because of what the fraternity did, did for you. It's really, really extraordinary and special. And the fact that you are your age leading this group of men to be this ambitious and to leverage their presence to make Clemson a better place. In my estimation, makes you one of the best fraternity presidents in America. I'm going to put you on the honors list, the honor mm-hmm. roll of fraternity presidents. I hope your parents are extremely proud of you. Thank you. I hope they are extremely proud of you. I hope they they listen to this podcast. I hope they share it with people because they need to know that the son they raise is an incredible man. That Jamison Taylor, are you junior? What are you? Thir- what are you? I'm the third. Jamison Taylor, the third, is continuing the Taylor tradition of being <laughs> an absolutely outstanding, outstanding man. Your mother and your father and your cousins and everybody should really celebrate you because there's not a lot of men who are willing to sacrifice to be a leader in college. And one of the things that people don't know is the level of sacrifice it takes to be the president of, of a fraternity because there's stuff that you have to trade off your own time, your own money to keep that fraternity going. And people don't know that. And I know, I know that you being that kind of man and because you're the president meant that you had to sacrifice some of your own options and opportunities you traded a lot of stuff off that you could have done in order to in order to lead the fraternity be a great fraternity. And so I again 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 I want to celebrate you. I'm proud of you. And everybody, everyone who listens to this podcast, who who watched you grow up should be clapping right now because what I heard today, what I heard today is a man who was raised right and raised well and will continue to be this way. And we're gonna expect great things because that's just the trajectory that you're on. And that had a lot to do with you not only going to Clemson, as advice, but also because you made the right decision to join the right fraternity <laughs> while you were you were in college. So, uh, Jameson Taylor,
1: thank you so much for being on
0: this episode of the Anthony Bradley Show.
1: Uh, thank you for this opportunity. I hope I was able to make an impact.
0: I would also like to thank my Patreon supporters for their generous support of this project. If it were not for your generosity and support, this project would not be possible. You all are the most important part of this experience. Thanks to you all for joining us today on this episode of The Anthony Bradley Show. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment on the various platforms where the podcast is heard. And I look forward to engaging you again here at the King's College in New York City on The Anthony Bradley Show.